If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. We on the motherfucking Bootleg Care Podcast. We on the motherfucking Bootleg Care Podcast. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. We are on the Bootleg Care Podcast. This is episode number three. This episode is a little different than other episodes because this is going to be the first episode that does not involve uh, an interview per se. So shout out to uh, everybody who's been checked in thus far for the Bootleg Head Podcast. We have um, a lot of success so far. Shout out to uh, Freddie Gibbs, Scott Storch, and um, I'm, yeah, that's it so far. So shout out to them. So today we're going to have me and my best friend, uh, Dub PHX, who's officially uh, checked in on the podcast. Tapping in. What's up, baby? So everybody who knows me knows Dub PHX and everyone else, as in like 99.999% of everyone else has no idea who the fuck this guy is. And uh, really, we went to high school together and we're best friends and um, he works at the post office. What a bio. Yeah, but me and you have great conversations about all kinds of shit on the phone all the time. And we decided that once a week we're, we're going to just record that conversation as opposed to um, having it and not having any benefit from it. So, you know, it, it can range. Uh, I'm going to try to have you on once a week um, and just talk about what's going on and all kinds of different things. Um, a lot of hip hop, a lot of sports, Maybe some movies, some TV, maybe a little politics. Yeah, and man, let's just chop it up. Maybe some mail. Oh, I, get, I got mail talk all day, baby. How long have you been an employee of the post office, David? Dub, Dub PHX? Years. 14 years. 14? Yeah, man. Jesus. 2006. That's crazy. Anyway, uh, so yeah, so what do you do at the post office for people who actually care? I don't think anybody actually cares, dog. You're right. No honest. one cares. You work there. That's all that matters. We won't get too specific. You Do you get the packs through? 
I ship them packs, you know, make sure you Ziploc them shits right. I don't know if you should be saying this. Uh, anyway, uh, so listen, man, we've uh, obviously launched the podcast and it's done well in the Freddie Gibbs episode indirectly. Um, I guess you could say kind of caused this stir that's been going on on the internet with um, DJ Academics and Freddie Gibbs. Yeah, that shit blew up overnight, man. As soon as it was on Everyday Struggle, it was it was over. Right, so Freddie Gibbs and Academics, they've had an extremely, uh, yeah, just pretty interesting beef on Twitter. About as extreme as it can get in terms of social media beef. Um, Freddie Gibbs is pretty much owning this guy. Uh, Academics went on Twitch and just drunk ranted for, I don't know, however long... Talked about Freddie Gibbs' children. Um, Freddie yeah, Gibbs. Yeah, he definitely took it too far, man. Like, Yeah, Gibbs uh, posted uh, some merch that had academics photoshopped on a Teletubby. Academics is the police. And that's what it says on the back. I'm sure that there's got to be a cease and desist coming from academics for that. You would think. You would think so, but... I think academics has other issues to worry about right now. Yeah, well, he got... So he also called Chrissy Teigen a, a bitch and told John Legend to get his bitch or something. So Complex did not like that, and they suspended him for his behavior, and Twitch has suspended him uh, from streaming live. Indefinitely, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they banned him from streaming. Oh, he's banned outright. Uh, that's what the, That's what I read. I could be wrong, but yeah, so I guess uh, to kind of put things in a, listen, man, wherever you fall on the, how you determine how somebody is relevant in hip hop or not, wherever you fall on that spectrum, there's an argument that can be made that Freddie Gibbs is right. There's an argument that can be made that he's wrong. Wait, in what, in what regard? I mean, like. Freddie Gibbs said, right now, Young Jeezy is not mus uh, musically relevant. Yeah, at this time, currently. Yeah. Now, I personally can agree that at this very time, people aren't necessarily checking for Jeezy's music. But in the context of everybody else who's dropping music, if Jeezy drops some shit, he would still have more attention than probably most people. Yeah, I mean, and to the average fan that just listens to the radio, Jeezy's going to be above Gibbs right now because Gibbs isn't getting but, any play. In that but Jeezy department. isn't getting any play either, but nonetheless, what I'm saying is, where, however you feel about academics and uh, and Jeezy's origin of issue, um, I'm on I'm on Gibbs' side. Um, I You know, I also understand where Gibbs is coming from. He's got his personal yeah. issues with Jeezy. It is what it is. Um, Jeezy's a legend. But, uh, academics just jumped off a cliff and I feel like it's a perfect example of when uh, you get clout and you start to think that you're untouchable. And when you get to that point where you're like, you were already always a little fucker. And the only thing that made anybody uh, not know you weren't a little fucker is you didn't have the money and the ego yet. And I think this is a perfect example of what happens when you're a fuckface your whole life and then money just shows who he really was in the first place exactly i just think academics is not a good he's probably not a good person 
He's probably the kind of person that like would hang out with six nine. Oh wait, he does. Oh, I mean, yeah. taking shot at Gibbs' son like that's that's way beyond the pale. Like, oh uh, yeah, it is what it is. But I just wanted to talk about it because obviously, I'm not necessarily involved. But the topic of why they started the beef was because of the interview that we did, and you know, it is what it is. So shout out to Gangsta Gibbs. I hope academics gets his shit together. Shout out for the free press too. What's the free press just in general? Yeah, well, they shouted your name out about the interview, bringing what? attention to the podcast. What's the free press? Oh, you, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you talking about? I, I thought you, I thought that was a website. <laughs> That's WordPress, dog. Yeah. Anyway, so shout out to academics and Freddie Gibbs for entertaining us via the internet all week long. Gangsta Gibbs, ho. Go get that Alfredo. Uh, yes, sir. Um, the other thing, what was it, what was crazy is like there were so last week was the twenty fifth anniversary of Reasonable Doubt, or was it twenty four? Twenty fourth. It was, yeah. It was the, so it was the twenty fourth anniversary of Reasonable Doubt. Now Jay Z's, in my opinion, Jay is the only rapper that. Somebody can say to me, is the GOAT, and I, there's no argument to be made. Can't get mad at it. Yeah, there's just like nothing you can say. If someone's, if, if you ask somebody, hey, who, who's the greatest of all time, and they say Jay-Z, there's no counter-argument there. It goes back to the, the Jordan and LeBron thing we always talk about. You can't get mad either way. Yeah. Everybody has their opinion, but if they say one of those two, you can't say anything about it. Yeah, but Jay is that guy. There's only one in hip-hop that's undeniable. And he's not my personal number one. But I think he okay. is the consensus. If anybody says anybody other than Jay-Z, they're wrong? No, 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 no. I'm just saying that there, there's an argument. Like, yeah, yeah. I personally would probably say Nas. But there's a huge argument against Nas. Even if, even if you said, like, I don't know... If, Obviously, Tupac. There's so much argument there. There's so much. Let's not even talk about that. Biggie Smalls only had two albums. You know, Eminem's put out some bullshit. Andre Three Thousand. You know, I think there the lack of solo catalog and and just him stopping and at the peak of Outcast. You know, I I just think Jay's done more and and. Just over time, the longevity is crazy. So, the back, longevity is definitely unmatched. So, reasonable doubt, twenty four years, and I think reasonable doubt is Jay Z's best album. Personally, I rank it number one overall. I actually have it. I think I wrote down a um, an, a best albums of all time list, and I had it around six or seven. I never. Where are you going with this, though? I thought we were doing a list. I took the time to make this damn yeah, list. Yeah, yeah. So, so what I want to do is, I want us to each go over our Jay. That I want us to each rank Jay Z's disc, discography, our own personal rankings. Okay, let's start at thirteen. I'll let you go first. You're go thirteen all the way down. All the way down. Oh, I thought we were gonna go back to back. No, okay. no, no. Go all the way down. All right. So I got the easiest last place of all time, in my opinion. Really? Kingdom Come. Really? Kingdom Come. Yes. Okay. 100%. This one, it just didn't hit me right here. 444. Wasn't really? That's, that's 12. Wow. Yeah. Number 11, Blueprint 3. 
Okay. Okay. I got volume three, number 10. Then Magna Carta, Holy Grail at nine. Ooh. Blueprint two, number eight. Yeah. And this one was hard for me because I fuck with this album a lot more than most people. Dynasty. I love so many tracks off that. So I, I didn't know where to put it. Like, I know it's not his strongest for sure, but. And then I got volume two, number six. Volume one, number five. Mm, that's high. It is. I know. I got American Gangster, number four. Love that shit. Came out of nowhere. Pretty much thought Jay was going in that decline, you know? And then he just comes through with that album. It was nuts. Thought it was just going to be like some weak-ass little spinoff for the movie. Uh-huh. Fire. Number three, the Black Album. Number two, Reasonable Doubt. And number one, The Blueprint. All right. Well, your list and my list are totally different. Let's hear it. Okay, so I'm going to go with, with last place. Magna Carta, Holy Grail. Why? I think Magna Carta, Holy Grail is Jay-Z's worst album. I've oh, we'll never, ever, life. ever, ever, ever gone back and listened to, to Magna Carta, Holy Grail. We'll get in. Just run through your list. We'll that, get into it. That was uh, the Samsung exclusive release. Yes. Mm-hmm. And when I look at the track list, I just, dude, it was not a great album, bro. I know certain people really like it. Picasso Baby was cool. Yeah. Uh, some Somewhere oh, in America it. was dope. I mean, look, Jay-Z ain't doing trash shit, right? But, you know, Holy Grail was a, a cool single, but I'm t- Magna Carta, Holy Grail, last fucking place. Okay. Number, oh, let's see, that was 13. Number 12. <sighs> You know, this album to me aged a little bit better over time than when it first came out, how I felt about it. But I'm going to put it at 12. Mm. Ah. I'm going to put Kingdom Come at 12. Should have been 13, but... Nah, I almost put it at 11. I almost put it above the next album. Kingdom Come was so... The song Kingdom Come was fire. Lost One was fire. 30-something was fire. Uh, The Beach Chair record was fucking dope. Beach Chair was cool. Yeah, there there was a couple. I'm not saying it's hot trash, but it was an easy decision for me. All right, so listen. So, number 11 for me. (sighs) Blueprint 3. That's that's where I had it. I think Blueprint 3 was disappointing, to say the least. Shouldn't have had the three on it. DOA was fire. Um, Run This Town was fucking incredible. Empire State of Mind, which I believe is Jay-Z's. It's his biggest song and only number one, I think. Yeah, it's his only number one. At least at that time, it came out. On to the next one was cool. Had a lot of singles on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was was a good album. I mean, even Forever Young was kind of corny, but... Yeah. So Blueprint 3 is 11. Number 10. I'm going to go with Volume 1. Ooh. I have Volume 1 at 5. Okay. So Volume 1, for me, 
obviously a million is on it, which is probably a top five primo beat personally for me. Imaginary player, friend or foe 98. I hated, I hated, I know what girls like. I hated always be my sunshine. Um, dog is, but look at it. Look at the end where I'm from. You must love me. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, listen, it's a good album. It's a Jay-Z album. It's good, but it's number 10 for me. Number nine. This is another tough one. I'm going to put... I'm going to go... I'm going to go volume three at number nine. Now, volume three is one of my favorite Jay-Z albums personally because it was the first Jay-Z album that I bought with my own money. Um, but it, it's number nine. Uh, there's some shit on there for sure, for sure. I loved so many songs on this album. Dope Man, So Ghetto. Oh, I might, I, I don't know, man. Do It Again. So ghetto stands out, but I was looking through the track list, man. It, Big Pimpin'. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely... Uh, Outside of those strong records, like the other records kind of lost me. So the intro was dope. I remember the intro was like, I don't care if it's winner. Roll them shits down. Roll them windows down. Ride with me. Yeah, so shout out to Hove. So that was number nine, right? Uh, Yeah. Um, Number eight. Hmm. Now this is where it can get a little controversial. I'm going to put volume two at number eight. Wow, dog. The disrespect here is crazy. Yeah, I'm putting volume. Oh, is, that, is that volume one, three, and two in succession? It, it might be. Not even on purpose. So volume two was probably at the time, the J, it was the, the, the album that made Jay-Z crossover, that turned him into a superstar, Volume two is the album that he headlined the Hard Knock Life tour on. It was him, DMX, Method Man, and Red Man. And this was the album that he headlined that album off of, or that tour off of. Uh, Hard Knock Life, Ride or Die. Look at that track listing, dog. How are you putting it this Jigglewood. Low? Okay. Oh, hey. Okay. You know what? Yeah, Money Cash Hose, If Listen, I Should Die. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull an audible here. This was one of my personal favorites, wait. too. It's like that. It's such a slept on okay. track. So this was, I said this was number eight, right? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to say it's number seven. And instead, instead, I will put 444 at number eight. Now tell me, what do you like about 444? I think it's a, per. I think it's, it's a damn near, I don't know, man. I couldn't skip anything on it. I think it's just the idea of like Jay Z making a grown ass rap album, and you couldn't and give you, anything. You, kind of, why is it this low then? The, or sto- high? the story of because I think now we're getting into just Jay Z's best albums, and I do. I think the only there's one obvious uh, one that's still out there that I haven't mentioned that I think people would disagree with me heavily on, but we're about to get to it. So yeah, story of OJ, kill Jay Z. 444 Family Feud. I just thought it was his most um, vulnerable album. So Jay-Z's 444 is at 8. Jay-Z's Volume 2 is at 7. 
I'm I'm right. Are we are we in the right range now? Right, yeah. Number six is the Blueprint Two. That's the controversy right there. That's the controversial pick because a lot of people think this is one of Jay Z's worst albums. Um, and if you were to listen to it in totality, I wouldn't necessarily disagree with you because I do think it has some of the worst Jay Z on it overall. Um, but I also think some of the best Jay Z ever is on this album. I think Meet the Parents specifically by Hove is the single best piece of storytelling in hip hop history. That's my my opinion. College. There should be courses built around that. Yeah, I think Meet the Parents is probably the most underrated Jay-Z song ever. It's also to me the best piece of storytelling I've ever heard in hip hop. Now obviously there's some there's a lot of there's rewind, there's a lot of biggie shit, but I'm taking Meet the Parents over all that. So um it's got Meet the Parents. It's got the blueprint too which was crazy. The HOVA, that beat was insane, but a lot of people don't give it love because it was like his final shot at Nas after people had already crowned Jay-Z the loser of that. Yeah, yeah. Some people hate. Uh, Man, Diamonds is Forever. Uh, A Dream, I thought A Dream was dope. The Watcher 2. Yeah, I, I just think... That it was just too mixed of a bag, though. That's that's the problem. No, there was a lot of bullshit on this album. But if I were to just put a, a playlist together of like my favorite ten songs off this album, it's one of my favorite Jay Z albums. So looking at a list that uh, Jay Z made, I think this was this is twenty thirteen. He put it at number eleven at the time. Second I mean, worst. Yeah, I mean, I understand. I just I don't know. I just think that the good shit on there is so good that it's like, it's like fucking incredible. So shout out to Hove. Blueprint 2, I just sat at number six, right? Yeah, that was So six. now we got to get into the top five. I haven't done the Dynasty, correct? Correct. Ooh, you That's know, guy. Dynasty. I love Dynasty too, but. You know what? I guess I'm putting the Dynasty at number five. I didn't have the balls to do it, honestly, and I love the Dynasty. I, sh- I should have put it a little higher. Soon You'll Understand is one of my favorite Jay-Z songs. This Can't Be Life is one of my favorite Jay-Z songs. 100%. Change the Game, I Just Want to Love You, Streets is Talking, Stick to the Script. Yeah, That's when you... verse on This Can't Be Life, one of my favorite verses of all time. When you look at the playlist, it's up there, man. I'm putting it at number five, and I don't... I don't know, man. Volume two could have went there. I kind of feel like I, I, I slided volume two a little. You look back at that track listing, it's just, it's almost all fire. Nah, but Dynasty's all fire too. So I'm going to keep Dynasty at number five. So now the top four, Kingdom Come, or I'm sorry, American Gangster is number four. Almost gave me a fucking heart attack, dog. Nah, American Gangster number four. Uh, Probably the most slept on Jay-Z album. See, I always think I'm alone. So is this more of a popular thing than I thought? Maybe. I just think Hove, like, uh, this was the album that dropped right like after Kingdom Come. And it was, suppo- it was, it, it was, a, uh, you know, based off of Amer- American Gangster, the movie. It was at the time, you know. Um, it's just some dope records, man. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Like I said before, like when it came out, no one know, knew what to think about it. Like, Kingdom yeah, well, Come just completely fell on his face. Pray, yeah. American Dreaming, Hello, Brooklyn. 
Rock Boys, I Know, Ugh, Ignorant Shit, Fallen, Success with Nas. Woo! The se- that was the second Nas collab. First one was Black Republican on uh, Hip Hop is Dead. But yeah, fucking fire. So number four, I feel good about American Gangster being number four. Now the top three gets a little tricky uh, because I think I, I'm going to put... I'm going to put the Black Album at number three, but I think it could be number two. But I'm going to put it at number three. So the Black Album was the the album that was supposed to be Jay-Z's last. That was, yeah, that was supposed to be his last album. That came out when we were, what, seniors or junior in high I was a junior. You were a senior in high school. Yep. I remember Rock the Mic Tour. 2003. Yes, sir. Oh, no, that was before... Black album came out because I remember I got the shirt. It had the black album in the back. Yeah. It was teaching it. Yeah. So this album to me had some of the best production that Jay has ever gotten. I think man. Yeah, ninth on there. That yeah. was a big look for ninth at the time. Yeah. Threats. I mean, just Blaze came with that heat. What more can I say was so fire. This whole entire this album was put together in such a flawless way that it felt like you were watching a movie throughout the whole album. And I think that it could be number two. It could be number oh, one. I always have this connection with the Black Album, too, because of the, the Grey Album. Oh, yeah. Incredible. Danger Mouse. Danger Mouse, yeah. yeah. Well, that was kind of dope, too, because at the time, Jay put out the acapellas uh, uh, version of this. Yeah, he encouraged it. So all the, the producers... What do you think is the best song on this album? My favorite is Allure. I was going to say, Allure is the most slept on song. It might be the best song, but it's definitely the most slept on song. Yeah, even like Moment of Clarity was fucking fire. Yeah, this album was fucking incredible. I think the worst song on this album was Justify My Thug. Actually, yep. Justify my thug. Yeah. I was, yeah, definitely was. And then PSA. Fuck the interlude, man. Come yeah. on, dude. That's one of the songs that's in the club that you could always play. And it doesn't matter. Everyone will sing along. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pick uh, my favorite song off this album is probably. I remember when Change Clothes came out. That was the first single. I was a little worried. Yeah, I'm going to go with What More Can I Say is my favorite. Or uh, Lucifer. One of my favorite Kanye beats. And then the final two are obvious. I'm going to take number two, The Blueprint, which got five mics in the source. It came out on September 11th. I remember going to the warehouse and buying it. And I bought that. And Fabulous is Ghetto Fabulous on the same day. They both came out on that same day, September 11th. A lot of people consider this Jay-Z's best body of work. Um, It's one of the greatest albums of all time. I'm definitely in that camp, man. I it's a reasonable top. doubt is amazing, but blueprint is like perfection to me. See, almost I, perfection. It's almost perfection. I think that the only song when I look at the play, the, the, um, the track list, the only song I kind of had wish wouldn't have made it was all I need. All I need sticks out like a sore thumb. Yeah. But even all I need is dope. Yeah, but it, it just it's not at the level of the rest of the songs for sure. Yeah, and if you think of Takeover, 
which is one of the greatest disc records ever. You Don't yeah. Know is probably a top three Jay-Z song ever. Oh, yeah. You didn't even mention that on Blueprint 2, the remix. Yeah, the remix of M.O.P. was on Blueprint 2. Um, Eminem, just, the only guest verse on this whole album is Eminem. And what a guest verse it was. I mean, it wasn't really a guest verse. That was M song. Jay-Z jumped on it. Yeah. It was originally Royce. You know, the other song was, uh, I guess maybe Jig of That N-Word was probably a song that I could have did without. Nah, I fuck with that song. But nonetheless, uh, incredible album. This is this was kind of Kanye and Just Blaze coming out party, this album. This was the album that solidified. I mean, it changed music, hip hop music yeah. for that. This for is that the, little era right there. This is the album that solidified Kanye and Just Blaze as household producer names in hip hop. Not artists. No one knew Kanye rapped, but as far as like they created a sound that the rest of music followed for a few years. Um, so that's number two. And number one is Reasonable Doubt, in my opinion. So just celebrated the 20, 24th birthday of Reasonable Doubt. And um, but man, I just think that this album is like, it's like a, a weird thing because when it came out, it obviously, I mean, it it was 1996. So I was fucking nine years old. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like it didn't make the immediate impact um, that, it, that, it, that it did over time. Like when it first came out, I don't think people gave it the just do that it deserved, especially commercially. Yeah, it, it didn't have that MTV hit. Like it had BET songs that would be played, but I, I don't remember seeing it on MTV too much. Maybe I just remember seeing the ads in, uh, oh. in the source. What, what was the biggest single commercially off this? Probably Ain't No? Yeah, off that was on the Nutty Professor soundtrack. Nah. That was um, I'll Be Good. Oh, you're right. Yeah. yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. Yeah, no, Ain't No Ain't No was the biggest, yeah, I mean, commercially at the time. Obviously, historically, it's not. Historic, historically, it's probably Can't Knock the Hustle. But you look at this track listing, and to me... This is Jay Z, the hung, the hungriest Jay Z. It's the purest Jay Z, and it's the, and in my opinion, the best. I think this is his best album. I don't know where there's a song that I'm like, maybe bring it on with with Jazz and Sauce Money, but man, the Evils, feeling it, Dead Presidents, Brooklyn's Finest with Biggie, Politics as Usual. Can I Live, 22 twos, Friend or Foe, Coming of Age, man. Well, I, as many tracks as there are, there's just a lot of classics on here, like top to bottom. Yeah. I also think that this album, because if you think volume one, right? Volume one came out and he had the, um, the Black Street record. Mm-hmm. City's Mine. Uh, and what was the other record? The uh, single with the girl on it. Sunshine. Sunshine. So that's Jay-Z's second album, right? And that was the first time I feel like he got in his commercial bag a little bit. But yeah. that album didn't age very well in his legacy. But you look at the non-single tracks on there. The, the No, no, no. I, I agree. 
like a, a million and I mean there's great shit on that album. But what I'm saying is this album aged to be one of the greatest albums of all time. And when it first came out, I don't think people really thought of it that way. I thought I think they thought of it as a great album, as an amazing album, but I don't think they put it in the conversation that they put it in now. And I think that kind of that means a lot. So Yeah, it was a slow burn for sure. But hey, you could say blueprint Black album or or uh, or reasonable doubt, and I really wouldn't have shit to say, but I'm picking reasonable doubt. As what's J- your favorite track on on there? Mm, man, I kind of. I'm gonna go with politics. Something about friend or foe, I really enjoy. The video and can sets- I and can I live? Mm, I'm gonna go. I, I say the evils or dead presidents. The evils was fucking fire with the with the Snoop Dogg sample. DJ Premier. Yeah. How about this? If you were to add Watch the Throne into the Jay Z catalog, where would you have had ranked it? Let me let me look at this list real quick. I would have probably put it fifth or sixth. I put it fifth, yeah, right behind American Gang. Maybe, maybe even fourth, honestly. Another album that aged well, because when it first came out, I remember you and me were like, some of the shit on here is techno sounds and shit. I felt that way for like two weeks. I got over Yeah, that yeah I got over it pretty quick too, but for, for about a week or two, it was like, wait, yeah. what the fuck is this? Oh, but I'd probably put it at five or six. So shout out to Jay-Z. Um, yeah. So to, to give everybody a rundown, number 13 Last place in the Jay Z uh, discography. Hold on, let me let me back this thing up. I got Magna Carta, Holy Grail, number thirteen. I got Kingdom Come, thirteen. Number twelve. I got the Blueprint. Th- no, I got Kingdom Come twelve, right? Yeah. So I put Kingdom Come number twelve. I put Blueprint three number eleven. Number ten. I put Volume one. Number nine, I put volume three. Number eight, I put 444. Number, Sounds right, yeah. Number seven, I put volume two. Number six, I put the blueprint two. Number five, the dynasty Number four, American Gangster. Number three, The Black Album. Number two, Blueprint. Number one, Reasonable Doubt. That's mine. So shout out to Jay. I think we're going to end up getting some some new Jay-Z too. A whole album? I, I mean, I the Jay Elect was basically a collab album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's another one that you might be able to include. Yeah. Even though you, you couldn't because of how it was released. But Jesus, that's a collab album. Shout out to Jay. Uh, anything else? Oh, listen. We're talking about shit that we've been watching during quarantine. Now, you're a big TV guy. Um, I'm a big TV guy. I've been buying so much random movies off of my Amazon Prime account just because I'm bored and I've ran out of shit to watch on Netflix, Hulu, and HBO. So I'll just dig. I'll just start watching trailers and shit. Hmm. So I wanted to talk about two movies that if you're listening and you're like fucking 
you just want to watch something that's not how about let me do this two very good bad movies that you can quarantine watch I watched this movie called The Hunt which is a uh, Blum, Blum, Blumhouse picture that one looks dope to me it was it was it was so stupid that it was good it's about without giving away too much it's about a a um a bunch of uh elite liberals they kidnap a bunch of deplorables aka trumpers right and then they hunt them in the middle of nowhere amazing premise yeah and it 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 like plays up every single stereotype about all those different types of people so it is fucking Terrible, but it's very entertaining. An easy light watch. If you got some shit going on and you you want to, you could throw it on. Depending and, on on your views, it's a light watch. I think no matter which end of the spectrum you're on, it's a light watch. Even if it, it doesn't matter. So you're gonna laugh? Well, because it plays it up a lot of the, the the corny liberal stereotypes too. Yeah, but flip it around. Let's say it's conservative hunting Democrats. Oh, that movie would never get made. Are you kidding me? We're in America right now, dog. That you movie, fuck that, bro. That shit ain't getting made, bro. That shit ain't getting made. Who's making that movie in Hollywood? Hollywood's a bunch of liberal motherfuckers. That's that's real. Come on, ain't no fucking movie studio making that. Alex Jones, Infowars might make that fucking movie. Straight to Infowars. Infowars exclusive, bro. Word up. By the way, what happened? To, I feel like I don't get enough Alex Jones in my life anymore. And I'm not. Well, he got deplatformed. That's what happened. Well, he he's off Twitter, right? What else no, is he off? He's off of YouTube, which is the biggest thing. So he hasn't been on YouTube for like forty-five years. So he's there's no more YouTube, and there's no more Twitter for him, and no more Facebook for him. Oof! I didn't know about Facebook too. Yeah, you know, he got totally deplatformed. Now, Alex Jones, I say it. I people might be able to misconstrue me saying there's not enough Alex Jones in my life as me being somebody who's a fan of Alex Jones. I'll say this. I think he's an absolute psychopath uh, who is wrong about 90% of everything that comes out of his mouth. There is a 10% that he's right about that people just kind of, because he's so crazy, it doesn't matter. He'd be saying so much crazy shit. But I'll be damned if the- Entertainment value is always there, dog. The entertainment value is not the illest shit ever. This guy went on the fucking Joe Rogan podcast and screamed about aliens raping people and lizard people and and all kinds of wild ass gay frogs and shit for three hours, bro. That shit was ridiculous because there's people who actually take him serious. Hmm. So that's the issue. But he's funny. Um, yeah, Alex Jones would make that movie. Um, and so the other movie that I thought was fucking hilarious. I don't know what. Dude, I bought this movie on Amazon Prime just off the strength of the trailer and let me tell you why it's a movie called becky and i i've been on some shit where i just be i just enjoy watching fucking terrible movies for whatever is production for what is it applies production no that was a terrible joke terrible joke anyway uh no so in the trailer it shows fucking kevin james king of queens yeah. With a fucking swastika tattoo on his head. Oh, this is the trailer you wanted me to watch. Yes. Okay. So it's a, it's about Kevin James breaks out of jail and is a murderer Nazi. 
and like tortures a family. And I was like, yo, fam, there's no way I'm not watching this. It has to be historically terrible. Historically terrible. Nobody is casting fucking Kevin James as anything but the fucking lovable fat dude in, in, in a fucking buddy comedy. And they put this motherfucker as a Nazi, bro. And the shit was horrible. It, but it was horrible and entertaining. You couldn't keep your eyes off the joint. Oh, huh? I kept my eyes off. I was half-assed watching it, but it, it, I watched the whole thing. So if you're looking for a, a very uh, two movies that are entertaining. These aren't strong recommends, dog. No, nah, they're, they're not good, but they're entertaining. I would say The Hunt and Becky. And the little little girl in Becky is a gangster. But outside of that, I'm not I'm not putting I'm not co-signing these movies. I mean, it sounds like you, you just ran through for like 10 minutes on it. there. I mean, look, man, I mean, we in the middle of a quarantine, bro. All right. What, what, what give everybody a TV show that if they haven't watched it, what should they be watching? A slept on TV show. Man, I, I only watch perceived shit. You know me, man. Yeah, but sometimes the perceived shit isn't what what's the, the most popping shit. Last thing I ran through completely was The Sopranos, and everybody's up on that. Well, have you watched it? I don't think you have. Have you? I never finished Sopranos. What have you just fell off? Yeah, I had all the DVD. It was, I was I I was into Sopranos during the DVD era, mm. and those seasons were hella expensive. Well, jump in HBO Go. Yeah, I would say a TV show that, what is a show we, I just finished? I just finished the first, oh, yo, fam, this show alone on Netflix. It's about 10 people that get dropped off in the middle of nowhere with mm-hmm. nothing but what's in their backpack. And they're survival specialists. All of them have like survival skills. It's a reality show. Oh, Okay. So they yeah, all, yeah, I think that shit. So they all have to, they have to serve whoever survives and doesn't tap out the long, like whoever's left at the end. It could go however long it goes. They win a uh, half a million dollars. And the shit is crazy. These motherfuckers is eating all kinds of wild shit, hunting, fishing. The shit is fucking ill. So it's like naked and afraid. Yeah, I haven't seen naked and afraid, but people say it's like that. But isn't naked and afraid they get dropped off naked with nothing? This, they have a backpack with stuff in it. Mm. So they put together a fucking, like, their own, like, they build their own little place. They build their own backpack? No, 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 no. Oh. They they build, like, their, their shelter. They build all kinds of shit. Like, fucking, some people come with a bow and arrow in their bag. Some people come with a hatchet. Some people, like, it's it's pretty fucking wild, bro. It's pretty good, man. And it makes you, like, realize, like, it ain't... It's a lot harder to survive than you would think. This guy fucking kills a moose, a giant moose. And because some wolverine stole his can of fat, he started to trip out because the he was just eating nothing but protein. He had hella meat to eat. Yeah. But after a certain amount of time, you have to feed your, your body something to burn, carbohydrates or protein. Or uh, carbohydrates or fat, rather. And he had no fat. And so he started, like, hallucinating and... And it was crazy because you would think, oh, this guy killed a moose. He's going to be able to eat, eat as long as he wants. He's chilling. 
but that didn't happen because some Wolverine was getting up in the shit. How do you mark a moose with, like, a, with a fucking arrow? Oh, yeah, but this motherfucker Robin Hood that bitch, which is crazy, super crazy. Uh, another thing. Uh, I remember one dog. I just finished Dave actually. Oh, Dave, of course. Yeah, Dave's an obvious one. Dave is hilarious. Go watch Dave. Thank us later. Incredible. Little Dicky. Little Dicky's a fucking comedic genius. Comedic genius. His videos have been fire. Now, music, not so much. He's got some joints, but most of his music only is dope if you're watching the music video. Yeah. So, shout out to Little Dicky. Deserves all of the fucking praise that he's getting. Also, shout out to the sponsor of the podcast, Vaping. You know what I'm saying? Make sure you go on vaping.com. You could buy one of these. This is a diamond pen. So this thing you can dab with. Right? Boom, boom. It's a proprietary item. They sell vaping.com. If you're in Phoenix, pull up to uh, the Herbal Wellness Center. Get you some vaping. Get you some CBD. Vaping.com. You can buy CBD there. You can get a CBD oil, lotion, all that. You can get smoking accessories, a vaping pen, the battery, etc. Vaping.com, sponsoring the Bootleg Head Podcast. We appreciate it. Um, all right, a couple more things before we wrap this up. We this is uh Pop Smoke's album came out a couple hours ago. So let's just touch on the Pop Smoke album real quick. Um, I listened to it just one I, again, one listen. And I'm a I'm a huge Pop Smoke fan, and he was a close homie of mine. Um and I feel like it was essentially what I thought it was going to be. It's hard to put together an album after someone dies and it be better than the stuff that they had probably put out previously. With that being said, there are some songs on here that have the potential to be huge hit records. The Woo record with Roddy Rich and 50. Uh, shout out to Quavo, who just had three features on this album. You don't think that's overdoing it, though? I think that was too much Quavo for me. I think what happened was I think you kind of pointed this out off off the podcast. Quavo and him probably got in, and I know they fucked with each other because Quavo was on his last project, my one of my favorite Pop Smoke songs ever, that Shake the Room. And I just think that they just had a bunch of records that they they did together. And when someone passes away untimely, you got to figure out a way to put those out because you're not your 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 selection of songs that you have to choose from is a whole lot less than if somebody was alive and I think they did a good job of putting it together. Obviously you could tell the little baby and the baby's uh, features were done after he passed. Cause they, they shout out him, you know, passing away. Um, I love the gangster record. Uh, I love the, I think the, think, yeah. the outro was fire. Um, I enjoyed the album. I think that it was, but it wasn't, I, I prefer meet the woo too, but it wasn't like I expected it to like be, um, his best body of work because it's he didn't get to craft it himself yeah I mean I'm sure a lot of it though he was really active in the studio so a lot of these records I'm sure the bones and, and, and a lot of the house was there you know what I'm saying but at the same time you know it's it's an it's 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 you're in a tough position to put together an album when someone passes away and I think they did a good job so I'm I'm happy with it for for what it is and I think um, there's some records on here that can be very big for the homie pop smoke and the, yeah, 
feel like all the ones towards the back with the samples are going to do very well. I wasn't a fan of the back end. Not the, I love the last two songs because the last song or the last second to last song was the Many Men sample, and the yeah, outro yeah. was fire. But it feel it felt like there was like a three or four song stretch that was like strictly for chicks. I wasn't feeling that uh, little TJ joint, the Moose Wings, but uh, Diana, I think that's going to be a smash, man. Yeah, I fuck. Listen, man, there's some joints on here um, that are fucking dope. So shout out to Pop Smoke. I think the album is solid, and I think they they actually ended up fixing the artwork problem. I like the artwork. It's simple. There's nothing you can say about it. It's a metal fucking rose. It's super simple. It, it was too safe for me though. I felt like they could have done. They had to make like- it too safe. After all the fucking outrage, yeah. th- they fucking tried to get creative. And Virgil, listen, man. Virgil is a fucking a legend. Virgil's burying himself right now. Like. No, but he is a legend. So Virgil's a fucking legend. Let's get that clear, right? Virgil is a legend. I think um, he kind of got a bad rap over the $50 donation. He's never going to live that down. I mean, keep it to Virgil's, you feel me? But with that being said, I think the artwork for the album was... It's clean. But unmemorable. No, I mean the old artwork. I th- oh. I think it was atrocious. See, I'd almost rather have that because that's that's at least something. It, it was terrible, but I'll remember that. This is going to be like, I, I was trying to think about it and compare it to something. What does Drake's Scorpion album look like? It's a picture of Drake in black and white. I know, but it, it's just, it's boring like that. Like, nah, but that's, you know. That's what this reminded me right, of. Listen, when you get social media outrage, your motherfucker's trying to cancel people over a fucking album cover. This is what you get. You get a basic ass cover. It's a safe cover. Nobody's going to say shit about it. You might be like, I wish it would have been more, but you ain't going to be like, it was trash. So, you know, uh, I also think, you know, like you said, man, Virgil's in a weird place. He's shooting 0 for 2 during the quarantine. I also don't think, for the record, I don't think graphic design is necessarily his forte. Graphic design is his passion. But I don't think it's his forte. I think clothing design, branding, but I don't think you put him in front of a computer with Photoshop. And I don't. What did with Uzi's album? Yeah. That shit was fire. It was. But I, but I don't think. He, I don't know, dude. I just don't see. Hey, where's the effort? Well, no. First of all, Uzi's album. Which Uzi album? Are you talking about the original, not the deluxe? Because the original, my homie Gibson Hazard did. Let me see. Yeah, I don't know which Uzi album you're talking about, but the original Uzi album that came out this year, where he's like sitting on on a like it's like people standing on a planet. Mm-hmm. That's Gibson Hazard. He did that album cover. So I don't know. I don't know if you're talking about me. Me. Uh. The. Uh. The deluxe. Let me see. Etern- the eternal uh, take oh. deluxe. That's just the take off of his old shit. It's just a little Uzi versus the world mash uh, remix, but the eternal to take cover this one. I love is rage too. Oh, love is rage too. Yeah, that one wasn't bad. No, it's there was a lot of thought in that one. But you yeah, know it what it was? It just looks it. It also looks like an off the back of an off white t shirt. Yeah, but show that kind of energy on the album art at least. Like I just think that shit is played. All that yeah, off, clip art. I just think that off white shit is played. Just to me, and, 
But that's his brand. But nobody want to see off-white tape on a fucking Pop Smoke album cover. I'm not saying to take it that level, but do you think if you put if you put if you do you think if you put Virgil in front of Photoshop, he'd create brilliance? No. Well, we we saw what happens when you put Virgil in front of Photoshop. I just think Virgil's got a team that he can explain his vision to. But I, then again, I'm not speaking f- from any point of knowledge. I'm just speculating. So, Virgil is a legend. Pop Smoke album is solid. Uh, still listening to the Freddie Gibbs album. Still listening to Run the Jewels. Listening to Marlon Craft. Listening to this dude named Grip, who's fire. We listen to that Royce album a lot too. The Royce album has still got a lot of replay love. Uh, I uh, West Side Gun just put out his second album in three four months, and uh, I just looked at I started to play it, and I noticed it has a lot of skits. So it just kind of seems like, uh, you know, it's probably like eight real songs, but I haven't I haven't listened to it. So I'm excited to listen to the West Side Gun album, um, and outside of that, Two K drop their covers which is i'm just i just can't believe that they're already promoting the new 2k and the season hasn't even ended it's just the normal cycle though dog like they're it's, not slowing down video game production right is, you, is nba 2k gonna release while the season's still going on i believe so dog well that's crazy because what are you supposed to do with the rosters they just do an update they're just gonna do an update later yeah yeah well listen the covers are as follows the the new generation consoles will get Zion. The PlayStation well, Five. What's the Xbox called? Xbox One Series S or Xbox Series X. See, that's a terrible name. Xbox already fucked up. Yeah, that's just too much. And why, then it's gonna be Xbox Series S. Why can't the you just call it the Xbox Twenty? Xbox Four. Xbox Four. Fire. That's it. Or like Xbox Series X. Well, they, they, yeah, it's, it's too much. A PlayStation 5, bro. PS5. You Simple. Know, I'm buying the PlayStation off the strength just because. I mean, look at Nintendo, though. Nintendo switched it up every time. They've never came out with the two. Yeah, but they've all, I mean. People can differentiate. Yeah, but they are, they're not competing with PlayStation. Oh, they're dominating then. Not over, not in totality. No, no, no. Right now they are though. No, right now more people are buying switches because people have had PlayStation 4s for fucking eight years. But what I'm saying is get at me if you need a switch. What I'm saying is there's no competition between people who buy switches also have Playstations. Or they yeah. do, or they or they would never buy a PlayStation anyway. It's for yeah. it's kids or it's like, you know, mm. what I don't know. I like my switch. You love your switch. Love my switch. So but yeah, you're right. Xbox is either or Xbox most of the time. And PlayStation, Xbox. You're not doing both. Most right. Of the time. Xbox to me, low key, might be a better system right now. It is with Game Pass. If you got that Xbox Game Pass, fam, that shit is fire. And I got both. For the record, That's all you need. I got both, and that Xbox Game Pass is a game changer. So I probably end up buying both again. But nonetheless. Um, if you buy the PlayStation 5 or Xbox, whatever the fuck version of 2K, Zion Williamson will be on the cover. If you buy the PlayStation 4 or or uh, Xbox One Standard Edition, Damian Lillard, Dame, Dame Dalla will be on Lil, the cover. Little love, finally. Special, 
Yes, yeah, special edition will have Kobe Bryant. Mamba Forever edition. So it's a triple uh, edition, triple cover. But the biggest news that came out today was that the next generation is getting bumped up ten dollars. Oh yeah, yeah, sixty nine ninety nine. So they're gonna, they're saying that's going to be the price for all games yeah. going forward. So all games on uh, PlayStation Five. Well, that'll be until they fully phase out the PlayStation Four. Then uh, it'll drop. You think so? Yeah, I think it's time because think about how long it's been at sixty dollars. Like everything goes up over time. It just doesn't stay at the same <sighs> price forever. Listen, what are you buying first, the PlayStation Five or the Xbox Series X? I'm waiting on the games. You gotta go with the PlayStation blindly before the games. What are you going with? Blindly, Xbox this time, because they flip flop every generation. First PlayStation Two kill Xbox. PlayStation Three lost the 360. I disagree fully. There was the 360 at the Red Ring of Death. What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, but no, nah, it dominated in sales. Like it had all the game. It had Halo. Had Gears of War. Yeah, but it had the it Red Ring of Death. I'm talking yeah. hardware. It was a piece of shit. Uh, it was yeah. Besides the Red Ring of Death, it bro, was I went through three of them. Me too, dog. Fuck that. Fuck Xbox. It was. It had a better library. I'm going with PlayStation. The only reason PlayStation Three sold well is because it had a Blu-ray player in it. I'm That's fucking it. with PlayStation. I'm going with the PlayStation. I'm calling it right now, dog. You'll be wrong, sir. No, but uh, back to the covers. So I think it's super. First of all, my kid is extremely pissed off that uh. Zion has the cover. I don't know why my son's got some sort of, uh, I don't know. He ain't fucking with Zion yet. He's like, he's only played 19 games. How does he deserve to be on the cover? I'm like, I feel you. It's clear to see it though. But he's also one of the most biggest names in the NBA now, whether like it or not. And then he told me before they announced Damian Lillard, he wanted to see Damian Lillard on the cover. And I told him Damian Lillard don't sell nothing. Who'd you want to see? Your boy Luca? Nah. I said Zion makes sense. Oh, yeah. He'll move units. If we're looking at it from the scope of who will move units, boy, you better put Zion on that motherfucker. Or Kawak. Or time to get a cover, though. Even somebody who nobody fucks with. But you put Kawhi on that bitch. I don't think Kawhi's moving units. More than Damian Lillard? Yeah. Nobody fucks with the Blazers. Hey, you could have it the fun guy edition. That'd be fire. Exactly. And he plays in LA. That's real. Shit. Kawhi needs some love. But fuck him. Kawhi needs love? Fuck Kawhi. I'm not a Kawhi guy. You're a Laker guy now. No, I'm a I'm a LeBron guy. So fuck Kawhi Leonard. But he should have. I mean, I think it's dope. Damian Lillard is one of the. I think Damian Lillard is the best point guard in the NBA. Pure point guard. Now, if you start counting, you know, Luka Doncic or uh, LeBron or uh, Kevin Hart, uh, James James Harden, uh, you know, there's other players that you could say are a point guard, quote unquote, that I would take over Dame. But if we're talking straight up Dame, I'm talking about right now. Mm -hmm. It's it's Dame. Absolutely. I put him over Kyrie. I put him over Steph. Steph's out. Kyrie's been a fucking cancer. Kyrie, he's... I don't know what to make of Kyrie. I think when Kyrie's on it, though, he is the best in the game. When he's focused. Yeah, but that was like the last time he was the best 
well, th- dude, listen. I agree with you, but it's hard to argue when somebody's quote unquote on it that it's not Steph Curry. Fair. I don't want to admit it, but that motherfucker won two MVPs, bro. I can't stand his bitch ass. I haven't seen it from him late. I mean, obviously not lately. Fuck Steph Curry. I don't fuck with him, and his wife is annoying. Now, what do you think about this uh, second bubble they're talking about? I think it's pointless, and it's a money grab. That's all it is. What is it? I mean, it's all for money. It's because all those teams want their NBA t- or their TV money. Still, that's all it is. It's fucking money, and I guarantee you. If they end up taking the the bottom eight teams and putting them in Chicago for a bubble, I guarantee you, half of those players on half of the on those teams will not show up, unless they unless they also want to get more paychecks because it, it it it's a money play for the players too. Yeah, the players might want to be like, hey, look, I got to finish out this season to get the rest of my salary for this year. We're talking a lot of the bottom of the roster players. We're talking millions of dollars. Yes, sir. So, but I, I do think. You know, it's going to be weird, though, because like those bottom teams, they're usually fun to see the tanking. Well, I was tanking anymore. I would like to see uh, Trey Young versus Steph Curry. Is Curry going to be back? Yeah, I think he's good now. I don't know. I think uh, this is about to be the weirdest finale, and I can't wait to go to Las Vegas. I'm going to I'm going to probably get uh, Airbnb in Vegas for like two fucking weeks. It ain't happening, dog. I'm sorry to tell you, Vegas is going to be shut down by the time it, the season nope. starts. Nope. The sports books will be open. This Listen, there's no way that they close the fucking sports books when NBA comes back. Listen to me. I'm going to be in fucking Vegas. I'm going to be around cigarette smoke. I'm going to be eating. I'm going to cheat on my diet. I'm going to drink all kinds of crazy shit. And I'm gonna, if it's open, dog, I'm coming with you. And I'm going to watch basketball, and I'm going to give away my money. I'm going to be making money. Well, that's the plan, right? But shit. This, bro, this whole bubble shit gambling-wise, you're going to walk into the motherfucking casino and think you know what the fuck's about to happen and get real surprised real quick because some of these motherfuckers are fat. So, bro, Yeah. They, Zion Williamson is chiseled now, dog. He's lost so much weight and gained muscle. I don't recognize him. Bruh, Zion's about to be a fucking monster. That's what I wanted to see. That I, I know he's the next thing, but I was a little skeptical because he's got a lot of baby fat on him. Bro, Nikola Jokic, whatever the fuck, Jokic, Joker, looks like a different guy. Meanwhile, Luka, I heard, got fat as fuck. Yeah. So, listen, I think NBA season is going to be unpredictable, bruh. Also, a team like the 76ers, who are fully healthy finally, this whole entire time off might benefit them. You don't know who's going to play in the first place. A lot of these players don't want to jeopardize their career for half a season. No, 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 no. Everybody's playing. You don't see that? Some, peop- see some that. people won't play like that don't matter. Spencer Dinwiddie, he got the Rona, so he's out. The Nets are fucked. Their whole team is pretty much depleted. He'll be back by then. Nah, nah. He said he's not going. So there's no no Dinwiddie. There's no uh, DeAndre Jordan. Uh, I I think I think Karis Levert's out. Oof. No KD. No Kyrie. That team's fucked. Um, 
the Lakers are going to have an interesting time if Dwight doesn't come because Dwight is a fucking, whether you like it or not, he's a, a nice piece off the bench. Um, If I had to put my money on anybody to win, though, if I had to put my money on it. You still going Lakers. I see a little fanboy. I'm going Bucks. That's a smart call. If I had to put my money, my real money, I put the I put my money on the Bucks. But the That's Lakers are second place. Fuck the Clippers. I'm putting Clippers too. Fuck them. The Clippers and fuck off. That's the finals right there, dog. And you know it. What, Lakers Clippers? Yep. I mean shit, that'd be crazy. It's but it can't be the finals. Nonetheless, uh some little bit of basketball talk, a little bit of video game talk, a little bit of TV and movie talk, some Jay Z talk. Pop Smoke's album. Shout out to uh, J- uh, Jada and Fab for having a very entertaining battle. Fabulous or Fabulous lost. Jada won. Jada won. Which, the, the I me- thought it was going to be a lot closer than that. Oh yeah, me too. I thought I thought Fab was going to. Um, I thought I, if I had to bet. Ooh, yeah. I don't know Think about all those hits. Nah, then- nah, 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 nah. I remember when I thought about it and I started thinking about Jada got real ass records with Biggie. Yeah. So it's like Jay's like he's got Reservoir Dogs. He wrote he didn't play a lot of his joints. Like he wrote that. Victory for yeah, Puff Daddy, that <laughs> bruh. So I remember when I had that conversation with uh, my homie Ron. It was uh, I was like, is Kiss got gonna have the wild cards that Fab can't counter? And it worked. Out. And then Jada won the memes, bruh. That, oh. Hands down. That motherfucker was faded. He was lit. Fucking faded. Anyway, wrapping up the podcast. Shout out to my boy, Dub PHX, who no one cares about except me, who's listening. But I'm be the only one listening to this one. You might oh. be. Listen, it is what it is. Uh well, I'm gonna try to have you back on once a week. We're kind of stealing what Bill Simmons does. Bill Simmons is probably our top two or three favorite podcaster. The Podfather. The Podfather. And Bill Simmons always has his best friend, uh, well, two of his best friends on, Jacko and uh, what's the other guy's name? Now I'm drawing the blank, dog. He's got his own podcast about food. Podcast. Uh, what's it called? Uh, Carb, Carb House. Oh, uh, Jacko and House. Joe House. Joe House. Joe House, yeah. So you're like my Joe House, you fuck. Yeah. Cheers, buddy. Cheers, buddy. That is the wrap of the uh, third ad- ad- episode of the Bootleg Head Podcast. If you're listening right now, Mozzie, uh, Mozzie interview will drop on Monday. Um, and a new interview. Now, the Mozzie interview is something I recorded like a month and a half ago when Mozzie dropped his album. And I have COVID-19. So I'm trying to do as much of these interviews in person as possible. So it's a little tough to do that right now because bitch i got covid so i feel better though i think i'm i think i'm past it i'm gonna try to get retested tomorrow but mozzie on monday um i might do a twofer though i might do a a mozzie and a dre london episode Mm -hmm. i recorded a dre london interview like a year and a half ago when i thought that i was launching this podcast yeah and i might as well throw it out there don't you think yeah Clear those archives out till that Rona clears up. Yeah, make drop a little 
double a little double like a little double disc on a Monday. Drop that blueprint too. Nah, it ain't that good. <laughs> but I'm saying it's something that it, I think even though a lot of the post Malone stuff we talked about, Dre London's post Malone's manager, uh, is a little dated. It's still there's a lot to get from from the podcast. A lot of information, a lot of advice, stuff that people can apply. And I I I think it's you know I'll probably just do a little twofer. I, I won't put the video out of the Dre London. I have the video, but I won't put the video out. I'll just drop it as an audio guy. I don't know. Maybe I will do the video. Hmm. Do the video. There's no yeah. I don't know. We won't have any vaping in the video. Just like that. Salute to vaping. Presenting the Bootleg Hip Podcast. We're wrapping up. We out. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you spending more time in your basement now that it's your rec room, office, kids' playroom, or home gym? Well, you need to ventilate those spaces to remove stagnant, musty air. For over 20 years, the Easy Breathe Ventilation System exchanges dirty, damp air for cleaner, drier, healthier air. Take charge of your indoor air with your own Easy Breathe Ventilation System. You can get it installed, or DIY kits are available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com and receive 20% off today. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.